introduction, man. We'll like, talk about your ball sack once we get get the, the introduction and started out of the way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the DPAF podcast. Today in studio, we have Danny Patrick playing Danny Patrick. Hey, Danny, what are you doing over there, man? Looking at porn? Watching me now? I have the video. Um, yeah, no, no video. So what's good, man? How's your day? Yeah, all right. I went to class. Um, kind of ran all over. Um, been pretty busy. Every week off. Um, what? Why would the internet say unstable? It's probably, um, I'm staying busy. I don't know what it is. It's probably aliens kind of like upstairs on the roof playing with the Wi-Fi. Um, I just got back from San Francisco. So I've been kind of like getting back to that aspect of like hours and stuff like that. Um, driving around, like I'm not driving around now. What the hell are we watching? There's some surgery going on with a chameleon on the screen, and they put it in a Ziploc bag to do the surgery. What show is it that she is watching? Is it The Good Doctor? Yeah, he's taking eggs and stuff out of the body. Is it a veterinarian? What's the name of the show? Into the foxhole. Sounds like a really lame porn. It sounds like um, basically if a porn took place during Saving Private Ryan on D-Day in between the trenches, you get what I'm going at? Or even better, even better um, porn plot. Um, Apocalypse Now. I think that's what it's called, right? When they find the little Korean tunnel system. I, I apologize, not Korean. Vietnamese tunnel system. Um, and if they, like, the guy crawls into the tunnel system, and instead of, like, it being, like, some type of, like, transportation throughout the mountain and stuff like that, the tunnel system, that foxhole was basically just, like, I don't know, one woman or a man. He, they, him, her, whatever, jibber, um, is just in there like, oh, you've made it. And it's like this scenario where they keep telling, they keep talking to him like in one of those like time travel movies where there's someone that's supposed to be like, I guess, a pivot in the time travel, where like typically it really kind of throws off the time travel movies because you time travel to let's say 1950, right? You wouldn't expect to meet anyone who knows you. I'm not gonna like out your name, but let's just say anyone who knows you, Jay. <laughs> Jay, we'll call you, we'll call you Jay Jefferson. Uh, Jay Jefferson, you I like traveled that. to 1950s and no one knows Jay Jay Jefferson. You can't, uh, yeah. It, you definitely, Spider-Man works for you at the Daily Bugle. <laughs> I don't know how he gets all these amazing shots. And 
no one knows who JJJ for sin is, but then you're like walking down the street trying to make sense of things and some homeless guy is just like, hey, JJ. And you're like, what the hell? How does this guy know my name? Right? And he's the pivot. Like, he's got some info to tell you that actually will make whatever your mission or what you're doing in 1950s make sense. How you even got there and stuff like that. Um... I forgot where I was going with this. I was saying, <laughs> why did they even bring up time travel? I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I was very intrigued at, at like the rabbit hole that you went down. I know it was initially a foxhole. You were talking about the oh, premise yeah, the of rabbit uh, hole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're in the middle of the Vietnam War, and you're, I guess we'll call you an infantry man. Infantry man, JJ Jefferson. Um, and because you're a grunt or whatever like that, because you suck or something, um, you got to crawl into that foxhole in Vietnam through into the mountains. So you do, and all you have is like a knife, a pistol, and a and um a light that you have deep inside your throat, right? Because they didn't have lights they put on their heads yet, and you're probably doing it shirtless and just a pair of pants and boots. And you're crawling in this foxhole, and you get to a room, and there's just this woman there. She's the pivot. And she's just like, Jay, you finally made it. And you're like, what the fuck? There's places where you could be where people might know your name and it makes sense. For instance, jujitsu, if you drop in at a different Renzo's than you're used to, it wouldn't surprise you if people like, if you bumped into people who knew your name. If you went to your usual like bagel spot and people knew your name, not very weird. But if you're in the middle of a Vietnam War and you're in the middle of a foxhole, let's say 500 yards into this foxhole of just tunnels in the mountain and shit like that, and you encounter this woman, let's not make this sexual. She's fully clothed. She's just like, I don't know, let's say a post worker. And she's like, Jay, you finally made it. And you're like, what the fuck? Right? And this is where the porno ensues because she's just like, I have your mail, but you can only have it under one condition. Is this like, uh, so, <laughs> so this is me now tra time traveling into the fifties. Uh, even so like the sixties, I, I guess. I hate time traveling movies. So I really don't understand any aspect of them. I avoid time traveling movies at all costs. I was actually really upset that the Avengers movie had to do with time travel because I hate it. I can't make sense of time travel. It's basically what it is. It's uh, it's it can get a little confusing. I mean, sometimes they don't even pay attention to. I forget which movie it was, but the the logic didn't follow with the time travel. Like if you like if you're following the bouncing ball the of time travel. I, liked, I guess the only one I liked was Butterfly Effect, but I thought Butterfly Effect would be a lot better if there was like a crowd decision of all these different moments that affect time travel and stuff like that. Like when Ashton Kutcher's about to say something to the girl, the crowd decided what he had to say, what he got to say to the girl. And how that affected, the, and then we would see how that affected the timeline. Does she end up with the guy who looks like Smalls from Sandlot? Does he end up with some other guy who's in a wheelchair? I don't know. It's all like a really strange movie. Like he farts getting onto a train and then some guy ends up in a wheelchair. Sorry, I just dropped my mic and it basically made a loud explosion sound on my end. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to apologize ahead of time for that. Basically, uh, you just caused the butterfly effect and someone's in a wheelchair now. I, You know what? It wasn't intentional. And, and sometimes the butterfly... Some just... guy who stole your girlfriend in high school is in a wheelchair now. You know what? Then I'm not so upset about it. Is that is that selfish? Yeah, really. He stole your girlfriend in high school. <laughs> yeah. That's on him. He shouldn't have done that. I mean, you know, fair is fair. It's sort of like, I mean, think about it. 
I'm going to state one fact right now. All right. Ready. That cannot be debated by anyone. It's just a fact. We all know this. If you step on the crack, you break your mother's back. Yes, this this is something that we've touched on in a, in a previous episode, I believe. Yeah, it's what I'm saying, though, is like, have you ever stepped on the crack to find out? No, honestly, I don't want to because I don't want to break my mom's back. I, I feel like there's been a few people in their day where they've been very upset with their mothers to the point of actually testing that theory out and nothing happening. I I feel like uh, I don't want to admit you know the this for sure though. I mean, I've seen it happen. I've seen kids step. I mean, you all the time. work in a hospital. You work in a hospital, right? How many mothers do you get a day that come in with broken backs, like mysterious broken backs? Nothing's mysterious about their injuries. They're usually broken hips, hips, or uh, like they crack their heads. Those are the, those are the dangerous ones. That might be, it might actually be the full on the statement then. It's actually step on the crack and break your mother's hip. Yeah, that one, that one seems to be a lot more, but it, then also there's like a delay. Like the butterfly effect of that is probably 40 to 50 years, but it happens, man. I never even seen that movie. Which one? The one where people step on cracks and break their mother's hips 30s 40 years later no i've never even seen the butterfly effect i just brought that off from like ram to memory because i know what the butterfly effect is i want to say i've seen it and i'm trying to remember if it was time travel well i remember like the guy in the wheelchair notebook. ended up with the girl i remember people being like smacked out of their minds at one point because of a wrong decision made early on That movie was weird. Um, I did a bit of an AMA on uh, on Instagram, and the feedback was very interesting as far as the questions that people have asked. Uh, a lot of them are terrible. Questions from Instagram? Yeah, some of them are really bad, though. All right, let's hear some... Uh... I, th I think my favorite one is Ricky Martin and how Puerto Ricans are hot. They want us to elaborate on that. Ricky Martin. Do you remember Ricky Martin? Like in the height of his fame? Yeah, I remember Ricky Martin. Like that dude was like uh, like international. Right? Like he was really truly Mr. International before Pitbull. Like let's, can we establish that? That's like a known, right? Anybody older than the age of 33? Was attractive as a straight man. No, no, he doesn't really do. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of I that. Think, here's, that here's how I put it. I think as a straight man, I don't know what an attractive man is. All right. What I know is what I think women and other people, and I guess other men, think an attractive man is. So, All right. so hold on a second. So it's sort so, of like if you were to ask a gay man what an attractive woman, and I believe who an attractive woman is, and they would they have would a list. Go to, um, let's say Heidi Klum, like the first person who came to their mind, and they'd probably partially say Heidi Klum because of Project Runway. So what I'm saying is, like, if you ask me who's an attractive man, I would think Ryan Gosling or Ricky Barton. I would not think Pitbull. I don't think Pitbull. I think Pitbull looks like a salamander or one of those Persian cats that don't have hair. But he wears sunglasses to mask that appeal. Right. Pitbull reminds me of the lead chimpanzee in the, think, the new planet of the apes Pitbull movies has like um a fan club of like women and stuff like that that think he's super attractive uh, no people is basically your example of someone who's attractive because they have money yeah 
I mean, even, even kind of like TJ Miller also. TJ Miller, the comedian. Yeah, TJ Miller. And you find him like a human salamander or an attractive male. What what part of the spectrum is he on for you? Yeah. Um. No, I brought him up because he get a. I got into a fight with him one time, and also because he has several like sexual harassment cases against him. Now, do you like how? The sexual harassment, how bad are these allegations? No, I just think he's an ugly male. I mean, I'd put him in the same category as Pitbull. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. So you're taking a hard stance on Pitbull and, and TJ Miller not being attractive men. So on the opposite side of the spectrum, you have Ricky Martin. Now, what's attractive about Ricky Martin? He dances with his hips. Yeah. Yes, he does. Plus, the only song that I know he made is really catchy. Oh, actually, I did use Ricky Martin's song as my posing music when I did bodybuilding competition. Can you just tell me which song it was for posterity purposes? I think it was She's All I Ever Had. Which... In hindsight, is actually kind of ironic because it's about a woman. <laughs> she's all I ever had, and that's was was what was the point of choosing that as your posing music? When I was when I was trying to choose the posing music, it really came down to that or shake your bonbon. So did you like? Oscillate between both song choices, or yeah, I when was she's all I ever had? Um, so what I really like reaction choice. What what I yeah, <laughs> I bet. Um, what I really like is that for somebody who's a straight man and doesn't know what attractive <clears throat> men are, you know exactly what non-attractive men are. And Jay, let me ask you this. <laughs> What is like What is your weirdest jujitsu experience? Oh, um hmm. I we, weirdest I mean for me there was an there was like a time where it was like aw- there was like an awkward moment. Um we were I think we were somewhere in Chinatown, I want to say. This is like back in like the aughts. And um, and we were at somebody's uh, school. It was like a, it was a striking school, but there was a guy who would teach there um, like private lessons or like, you know, like mini classes or whatever for jujitsu. Uh, really nice guy, really technical guy. Um, and uh i think he was like one of the main teachers at like a a bigger school in the city so we're down in chinatown it's me my coach and maybe one other guy and then the guy's like uh the guy who is teaching us some grappling as like a sort of like private lesson kind of thing in this striking school um gets like bitched out by his professor who like assumes that he's either trying to like take clients from him or trying to start his own school or whatever it is um but he felt in the wrong meanwhile it was just like a group of like friends getting together just to you know do some grappling um for you know just to get better whatever so uh this grown-ass man came to this other grown-ass man and literally berated him in front of like a couple of striking classes that were happening at the time plus like me and, and the guys that I came with to train with him at this striking school. And I mean, you're talking about like two 30 year olds with one of them using his rank as professor, literally chewing this guy the fuck out. Like just like yelling at him, berating him, like calling him a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think and it was just all cause we were just sitting there. We're just like, oh, we're just, we're just hanging out. Like nobody's paying money or anything. Like we're like, he knows the guy who owns this gym. We're using his <laughs> mat. And we're just like, you know, we're just fucking around with some technique. And the, and the the real bummer was, like, the guy that's getting yelled at, I think, was 
even though he was like a student, I think he could probably take this professor guy in like a legit fight. And he chose not to. And he just he just ate the fucking he just got chewed out, ate it. He just ate the shit. And then just like, all right, guys, I guess we're done. Like after that, the, like the dude stormed off, the professor guy stormed off. And and the dude that was helping us out with the some technique was just like, I guess that's it for today. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool, man. And like, uh, like, you know, the dude was eventually excommunicated from the gym. <clears throat> it's, you know, I mean, if anybody has any experience in like the early days of jujitsu with like hardcore Brazilian professors, you know, their bottom line is their bottom line. And if you, they feel like you're fucking with their money, they are going to come after you. So, I mean, it was technically at the time of miscommunication um, and eventually a self-fulfilling prophecy because that dude that went, like, was coaching us eventually just opened up his own gym <laughs> anyway. Um, sometime later, too. It wasn't, like, right away. But, um, but, yeah, that was just weird for me to, like, see. Like, I'm, like, barely 22 years old and I'm watching, like, just adults yell at each other but, like, in a father-son kind of dynamic. That shit was fucking weird. At the time. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah. So I'm looking at them like, these guys are like the fucking same size, and I'm pretty sure this guy can kick the professor's ass with the team. Mine's not really anything like that. Um, I've taken a few classes over at Unity, the midday pro classes. Oh, that's got to be fun. And I remember taking a shower after the class. And these are guys who I just took two-hour classes with. I talked to a few of them and knew three people and stuff like that. But I'm taking a shower, and I start hearing banging from the shower shower next to me. Like and I'm wondering, like, what the fuck? What kind this of- isn't someone trying to get into the shower because maybe I'm taking too long. This oh. is someone banging on the shower next to me trying to get my attention and this, 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 I finished showering real quickly and I bump into this guy after and I was like, what's up, man? He was like, oh, I was trying to talk to you in the shower. <laughs> what? He was trying to talk to me in the shower. He was like, I was asking if you train with um, so-and-so. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, ah. I don't know, man. We just had an entire class together. You you saw the rash guard of my school and everything else like that. Why did you choose to <laughs> ask me this question where we were taking showers next to each other? I'm deaf, man. I didn't hear anything. You were talking the entire time, I guess. And then you just started banging on the shower, freaking me out. Dude. <laughs> he couldn't wait for you to get out of the shower? He really just wanted to jump in there with you and just talk? Yeah, it's a weird time that you decided you want to talk to people while you were both in the shower. Now, is this the part where I ask you, did he take you out to dinner afterwards uh, to pick your brain a little bit more? Like, did you ever get the romantic vibe from him, or was it more uh, one and done in the shower? I'm like tiny people. Is that what you, t- is that what you told him? I talked to him after I told him that. It was still just kind of weird. Like, when you choose, what times you choose to talk to people and stuff like that, it's kind of strange. Um, in the scenario that we were in, like, you had a conversation with someone in the toilet next to you um, that you don't even know? I don't think so. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think so, man. You know who you raised your hand for? What'd you get? A burger? I wonder what the sauce is. I had people fight me in toilets and stuff like that. Because you, you stri- right, pissed on a guy's shoe one time. Mm, that'll do it. Exchange yeah, of bodily um, fluids is usually <laughs> non-consensual. Exchange of bodily fluids is usually. I was waiting to use the bathroom at McDonald's while I was working, 
It was like one of those one-person bathrooms, I thought. Guy leaves the bathroom, the other guy storms in, takes the stall that I need, and then I waited for. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? He's like, man, fuck you. Mm. Well, now I'm peeing at the urinal and I see his foot right there, so I just pissed all over it. <laughs> yeah, what is he going to do? Is he going to get up? He's full of his pants like that? Yeah, I mean, some people might. Some people might. They wouldn't, they wouldn't mind a little shit in there. Fucking... Well, that's the risk I took. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> Statistically, probably right, though. So you piss on this guy's shoe, and then and then what happens? Does he does he wipe at all, or does he just throw his pants up, or does he scream for his boys to come after you and try to bounce your head off the urinal? What are they going to do? Guy in Grand Central, uh, at Grand Central, library, I'm managing that. Starts pounding on the store next to me, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? He starts yelling some nonsense. I jump over the store. I finish up, jump over the store. Dip a wad of toilet paper in the war in the toilet war, smack him right in the face with it. What is he gonna do? He still got his pants around his legs. I mean, it, it is hard to fight with your dick out. And you leave yourself open to shots if you if you try to initiate like a fight. Eastern promises, yes, yes. So, we now was in San Francisco renting a car. The guy asked me if I wanted liability insurance. So I told him, yeah. And he goes, oh, are you a bad driver? I said, no. I don't trust other people. He goes, what do you mean? Well, back when I was in community college, I'm walking to my car, and about 40 yards out or so, I see this guy standing in front of my car, and he just yells, you fucking shitting whore, and then punches my back panel of my car. Dents it. He's about 40 yards out, so I was just like, yo, what the fuck, man? And he goes, shit, wrong car. Runs off. He's got like a 40-yard head start on me. Mm-hmm. I can't catch him. That's what I mean by liability insurance. But anyway, I'm back home later that day. And... My dad asked me what happened to my car. And I'm thinking to myself, like, he's not going to believe this stupid story about this guy punching my car in the parking lot. So, kind of like looking for something to set, tell him instead. I go, oh, I cheated on my girlfriend. He goes, mm, I guess you deserved it. Hmm. So, so did, did the guy appreciate your story after you told him that as far as the liability insurance is concerned? Me, my, oh, yeah. He was like, kind of like, all right, this makes a lot of sense. Like, get liability insurance, not because you can't drive, but because other people can't drive. And other people mess with your car. Plus, 
parts of San Francisco really just bad areas. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, does does that app still exist for uh, mapping out the out shits that people take in San Francisco? Like he was taking a photo shoot for like marble, marble reds. Wasn't there an app for the fucking Nissan Versa? How badass are you gonna look sitting in front of it? Maybe it was to kind of accent how much bigger he was compared to the car. Like, he, he looked bigger in well, front of a small car. The only way I see it is if it, it's even lower, like, just having a car. Because the car's a piece of crap. Drivetrain was loud as hell for 40,000 miles. And I gave myself ghost ass. Ghost ass is when your butt goes numb for some, no reason. You can't tell. I turned down the seat heater without knowing there was even a seat heater in the car on the high. And my whole butt went numb after driving for about five, ten minutes. Ghost ass. Like my ass isn't even there anymore. <laughs> um, how often do you suffer from that affliction of ghost ass? I don't know. Um, you ever sat on like a you ever sat on like a rail and put your whole weight on the rail? Um, yeah, I think so. Like to slide down, you mean? Yeah, that's ghost ass. Mm. Or have you ever like? Like slept in a weird position, and you're getting up, and your whole body's not actually working with you just yet. Mm -hmm. You ever took a, a flight on a plane that's longer than four hours? Those dash. Yeah, you got to get up and move around. Even if, like literally stretch your legs. And if you sit in the middle or near the window. Yeah, I like to be towards the middle. I, I don't, I'd rather get up for somebody else to go to the bathroom than for me to have to ask people to move. I do too. I like to go to the middle aisle too because they don't do overhead. Right. And you can try to beat all the overhead people out beforehand. Yeah, it's a. Uh... But once you get to the terminal. You're walking around and your legs aren't really working. Your butt's not really working. Because you have ghost ass. <laughs> Every time you say the word ghost ass. I... Kind of like a phantom limb. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. You know. It's People okay. will get their penises removed. Because of like, I don't know, war in Iraq. And EPMGs or whatever like that. Spontaneous explosions and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You go to a coke machine and you're expecting a coke. Instead, you get a grenade and your your penis gets removed. You have a phantom penis. I mean, I think I'd still keep it even if I couldn't feel it. It's like you spend the rest of your life thinking there's a penis there even though it's no longer there. If you're a twin, if you're a twin... Your twin, who still has their penis, also feels a phantom penis now. <laughs> that sounds like bro science. Is that bro science, or is that is that actual science? It's actual science. When I was younger, I watched a lot of phantom limb stuff because there was um, a good Alice in Chains song that I liked called Phantom Limb. You want to get into these uh, IG questions real fast? You go into the IG questions. 
I feel like we just completely glossed over the fact that you state that you don't really know what an attractive man looks like, but based on what you think women would like versus you knowing exactly what an unattractive man is like looks like. Has there never been a dude where you're like, that's like, a, like that, that almost hits me like an objectively attractive man? It's kind of like Jay. If you never watched basketball before, and someone was like, who's your favorite basketball player? Who's the best basketball player? And you would say Michael Jordan or LeBron James. Because these are the only two basketball names you know of. So if someone's just like, Jay, who's an attractive man? What would you say? Uh, yeah, you know, the top three. It's like a Clooney, Pitt, and... Give me uh, your top three. Give me your top three most attractive men or who you think are the top three most attractive men and why Dennis Quaid is not in them. Now, help me out here. Is Dennis Quaid the one that used to be married to Meg Ryan? Because I, I always confuse him and Randy. It's fair. He's not in there because he married Meg Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, it's yeah, it's it's usually the same people. I mean, I don't. I, I guess the fact that I don't put so much attention to trying to figure out who is attractive. Yeah, but who are, who do you think are the three sexiest men <laughs> as a straight man? <laughs> the qualifier uh shit dude i don't i you know it's, it's like pick clooney and uh who's the other one shit uh the guy who plays thor what's his name popovich greg popovich <laughs> greg popovich as thor i believe is the third most attractive male in cinema. That was some interesting casting. So who's your final choice? Clooney? Clooney, um, Brad Pitt, and Greg Popovich. Brad Pitt and Greg Popovich. <laughs> I don't know, man. He just strikes me as a gentle lover. But this is what I'm saying. Mean in the streets you and sweet in the sheets. Greg Popovich, Brad Pitt, and George Clooney. I chose Ryan Gosling. I feel like he's and too Ricky short. Martin. Ricky Martin. Dude, I remember when people would just like, oh my God, he's so hot. And like we would joke around yeah. and say, like, he's gay. But the point being is, no, neither of us chose people. No, I don't think anybody would. I don't think anybody would. He's got, you know, he seems like a. <laughs> dad's have, dad's he seems like, like a fun time at a party, but like. Straight men have gaydars. Mm. He's like. Well, think about it. Like, if you say, like, who you would think, like. Whatever that magazine, People Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive, right? We listed like four top like ten sexiest men alive. Pipple is not on the right. list. Asterisks. <laughs> yeah. Right. So if you say, if you say Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Ryan Gosling, Greg Popovich, or Ricky Morton, all right, you're probably not gay. If you say Pipple, <laughs> probably gay. Yeah, it's a very, yeah, you're you're kind of giving up your type. At that point, I guess. He's like, I like bald Cuban men from Miami who wear white colored summer suits and Ray-Bans. <laughs> the talking broken English. Mr. Worldwide! <laughs> he seems like, like I said, he seems like somebody who's awesome at a party. But if you get down and you sit down with him, 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, but, I, like it, he'll either blow your mind with the like the knowledge right. he's gaining from books that he's reading. The reason why I hate Pitbull is he wears white pants after Labor Day. That's a strong stance. That's a very strong stance. Pitbull, I feel like if you're from like if you're from Miami, I don't think like normal shit like that applies to you, man. You use Miami like it's an excuse kind of a lot. It's uh, most people do. Like Are they, how many like, times have you said, do you know, have to follow laws like the rest of the country? I mean, do they? So it's like Man, Miami, ba 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 ba, and then somebody always shrugs and goes, "It is Miami," you know, <laughs> like that's like <laughs> it's like the shitty cousin that you're always making excuses for. I feel like that's how people describe Miami. It's like I know he's a dick and he's usually high on coke, but you know he is our cousin. <laughs> a Who's of- a better musician, Pitbull or Papa Roach? <sighs> Ooh, musician like can play music or like entertain Who makes better music? Pitbull or Papa Roach? I can't name one Papa Roach song. That's the problem. That's resort. You know what? I would say Papa Roach. Name one Pitbull song. No, I can't. But what I'm saying is like I know of Pitbull. Spot it though. I, I feel like I would still choose Papa Roach just to hear the catalog. You know what I mean? You're kind of defend. You're kind of defending Pitbull a lot. <laughs> I don't think I am. I don't know. Like, I just know what he refers to himself as. I can't name one Pitbull song. I know he's featured a lot and shit. Yeah, it's really out of left field. All of this defensive Pitbull stuff. Yeah, I didn't want to. So, I'm Pitbull. All right, it's me. I'm Pitbull. You don't want to sound hateful. Of a specific stereotype is what you're doing. No, I feel like I feel like you're attacking me, and I'm Pitbull, and you're attacking me. So, I just I didn't want to have What's to drop that question? bombshell on the podcast. Uh, what was your favorite experience while under the influence of illicit substances? Like caffeine and coffee? I mean, sure. I believe they asked while stoned, but I, fi- I figured I'd broaden this the, the question a little bit. You know my heart was going to pop out of my chest one time when I was at the Oral Expo in Ohio, and they give out all these samples of juiced-up pre-workout and energy drinks. Oh, Jesus. And they're all given out to you by these, like, intimidating buff guys and these women in bikinis but it doesn't really matter you're kind of looking at it as free shit where you're at the bright age of 17 yeah you just take all these pre-workout energy drinks and by the time i've had about 30 40 of them and i'm telling you they're juiced up because when they give that samples at um expos and stuff like that they bump up whatever the active ingredients are so that you try the sample and you're like, Jesus Christ, this stuff's really good. Turn around and buy it. So I probably had about 30, 40 energy drinks, 30, 40 pre-workout drinks, caffeine, this, this, and this, creatine, you name it. Um, and my heart's at like overload. It's like I'm almost out of side of my body and my heart, she's beating and I'm watching it beat because at the same time, this is happening they're blasting this like heavy bass music and right in the middle of the auditorium are these like um, strong man, she's deadlifting 3000 pounds. So it's just like this, everything's going on and my heart's like, I'm watching my heart beat out of my chest and I'm just like, shit. <coughs> Powerful. Dude, I'm surprised you can go to like, what's your, what's your favorite kidney failure? Um, illicit something, something experience <laughs> uh my something something was uh i think it was like the where was it? it's got to be like eight or ten years ago um i i dipped my hand in uh homemade edibles and i made uh brownies 
the point was to take the brownies and then go to Six Flags uh, for a good time. So what ended up happening was, obviously, we didn't do the measurements correctly. Um, it like For some people, it hit them perfectly. It was a few of us that had gone. And for me, for whatever reason, you know, it's it's the these edibles ain't shit. And then you eat more than you should. And then it kind of hits you in like a wave of a panic attack. So we're we're pulling up to the to park to get into Six Flags. And I think I had to finish like my third brownie by then. And then it really starts where you start feeling the, the heartbeat in your neck. You started tripping out? No, I didn't start tripping out, but I just felt like either I was going to die imminently or somebody was going to kill me. So I'm for like the first 35, 45 minutes, I'm walking around Six Flags and I'm not doing anything, saying anything. Everybody's asking me if I'm okay and I'm just nodding. But I'm like hyper vigilant for no fucking reason because everybody else is having a great fucking time. Yeah, you're in that. You were trying to like act like you're unaffected, but you're completely affected. Yeah, just out of my mind, insane. Hide in plain sight. Basically. But you were completely obvious about it. Yeah. I mean, once that subsided, I was able to do, like, the rides that I, like, went there to do, and it was probably the best time I ever had. Because, you know, the inhibitions are gone, so you're, like, you know, however old I was, but feeling like I was, like, an 11-year-old. You freak fool? Uh, There was a, yeah, there was a ride that did that, like, a free fall before it goes into, like, a little loop-de-loop. That was fucking terrifying. Were you were you there when Fabio was riding the roller coaster and a goose flew into his face? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, what are the chances of those two things meeting at that moment? Fabio's face and a goose. It's worth asking. I mean, did he? He must. He must have got fucked up. No, that up. actually. Yeah, I'm at, that that actually happened. Jesus, I'm not even making that up. Fabio was on a roller coaster at Six Flags, and a goose flew into his face and broke his nose. I mean, Google that. God damn. That's not my question. I know that's actual fact, and that's authentic. My question for you was, were you there the day that that happened? I was not there. Oh, 1999. No, I was definitely not there. It might have happened in 1999. I don't remember. <laughs> no, I'm looking it up now. He apparently killed the goose in midair with his face. <laughs> yeah, I believe the goose died on the impact of his face. But, yeah, it's an actual story. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> what's, really, what's really funny is... Dylan Sprouse? The funny boy is it actually is the one in Jersey over there. He <laughs> somebody went as Fabio with a bloody nose to a Halloween party. That is a deep cut. Oh, Dylan Sprouse went as like a Fabio with a broken nose? Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a deep Halloween costume, but that's great. Props that is, to him. Yo, that is a solid choice, man. Holy shit. Oh, man, you should Google it if you have a chance. Oh, man. What else? All right, next question. What do you got? You got anything? Everybody, everybody. Everybody who's asked questions for the most part, they were like, I can't even. I don't want to. I don't even want to talk about them. Have you seen these questions? Somebody even sent me, like, what are your thoughts on small dick energy meme pages? And I don't even know where to begin with that. Yeah, yeah that's literally my question. <laughs> bring up my question now as if it was, like, someone else's question. I was trying to I, keep I kept you... asking you and hassling you and several other pages about which meme pages have small dick energy. I mean... I feel like it's mean to just point them out. So I think it's best to just know that they exist and mock them in secret. Oh, I can tell you, most of them are <laughs> small dick energy. You know, it doesn't mean don't like take my wording wrong. 
All right. I can't confirm if they have a small deck. Yeah. I'm talking about the attitude, I guess, if you will, of having small dick energy. Sort of like, I like to refer to it as Napoleon genitalia. Aggressive and small. Or a southern Napoleon complex. Oh, I like that. It reminds me of the Mediterranean. Well, like one of those escalators that only go up four or five steps. <laughs> Complete waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Who is this for? Yeah. Like Las Vegas is covered in them. Oh, I know who that's for. Those are for the those Social Security check cashers. They can't handle more than yeah, three steps. Yeah, I get that, but really, <laughs> like, think about the cost. Cost of those versus, like, the actual use. Cost versus, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, cost, cost versus. Cost of benefit ratio, something like that. I guess. It wasn't something the like actual that. term I was looking for, but yeah, okay. I don't, I don't even know. We'll I'm not. I'm not anywhere involved in business, so don't ask me. Yeah, there's a yeah. I'm gonna look it up right now. But yeah, the cost versus um, whatever we're even talking about. We both just made it up. It's probably not even a term that exists, but no, it's there. Anyway. There's something there. <laughs> no, cost something. versus value, I guess. Uh, maybe. It doesn't even make sense either. Anyway. Yeah. The cost of putting in four steps of escalator versus like the use and purpose, I guess we'll go with instead of just having the four stairs. I mean, I'm sure that is one hell of a flex. I mean, even especially if that's your tax dollars, I'm offended that you're using my tax dollars for that. Yeah, no, I don't think it's tax dollars. I think that's all casino money. Like, I mean, I don't even pay taxes, but that's another story. <laughs> That's not true for the government agents listening. He pays his taxes. He paid oh, them yeah. already. They're all paid. So that's it. Vegas Vegas is a casino flex. Yeah. So it like, and I'm sure so they're just like. paint the escalator red. Uh, they have to. They have to make it red. And they even for, like you said, like four or five steps for the sole purpose of making sure that those geriatrics safely get to spending their money on gambling. They've done the best, like the cost benefit analysis for all that shit. And they're like. I mean, can, it's an interesting way to look at it. We can cash out on somebody Five who's steps yeah, is to keep them safe. Yeah, that way they can spend I mean, their money. We, they can't spend their money if they a lot of really fat people breaking hips and who, shit. Like they don't spend money. Five steps could cause cardiac arrest. Yeah, I would say a majority of it is like orthopedic issues. People tripping and falling and breaking something. They're not spending their money in the casino if they're in the hospital. So let's make it as safe as possible oh, yeah. for them. And have them come in That's here and give us all point. their money. Because if the escalator eats you up, oh my then God, you can't dude. even sue them. Nope. Because you're dead. dead. Family can if you have anybody, but a lot of those people don't have family. So it's kind of crazy, though, man. Those like people who fall on escalators and they get fucked up. It's in New, it's in New York City, man. It's kind of like the alligators in the subject. You went now. There's no way to know. And I'm pretty sure there are alligators down there. It's warm enough and there's enough rats there for them to eat. I bet you, like, 150 years from now, they'll find them, like, these albino blind alligators that have evolved to eat rats and drink piss water. What well, you're describing is a kaiju now. Uh, depending on how big it is, but yeah, pretty much. Well, think about it. Let's say if you live in the forest for several years and you kind of like live off of like eating rocks and leaves, then you'll come back to society as a stronger person, more like a, like you could cut glass, right, with your hands, or even just using scissors like in the game rock paper scissors with your fingers, you could cut glass. You're a stronger, more powerful person having eaten rocks and leaves for like the last several years, mm -hmm. right? These alligators are living on disgusting gigantic like radioactive rats um probably seagulls um piss water subway disgusting shit um uh, possibly other homeless people who dive that far into the subway and stuff like that 
Um, I mean, let's not forget the Hudson River is absolutely disgusting also. Yeah, it's pretty awful. And all of that combined makes these alligators tougher and more powerful. I mean, they're hardened for sure. I mean, the amount of, like, their immune system must be insane. Yeah, they are like hardened criminals waiting to be unleashed on New York City. <laughs> It'll be like... Another pandemic. Another pandemic. And the government's going to release the alligators from the prisons. Oh, that's going to be a tough time for everybody. I live on the second floor. I feel safe. You should. I don't think they know how to open doors yet. It's true, actually. It's kind of like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle bad guy. You know what I'm talking about? The crocodile? I think With so. the cool hat? I think he's Australian. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a boomerang involved. Has to be. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but let's see. But I was just going to say, it's probably going to be very much like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but not ninja heroes, more like, I don't know, human-eating terrorists. Yeah, his name's Leatherhead. It's a lot less racist than I thought it would be. Leatherhead's actually not even a bad guy. He's a friend. He's a he's an he's ally. Asian. He's not Australian. I'm gonna send you a picture of Leatherhead right now. <laughs> he's laughing at. All right, what's the next question? Uh, this will probably be the last one, man. Pizza toppings, man. What are your favorite pizza toppings? I kind of feel the same way about pizza toppings as they do like chocolate and whatever stuff like that. Someone asked me if I would eat a chocolate dick, chocolate shaped dick. I mean, a, I mean a piece of chocolate that was shaped like a dick. I phrase that bad, and it's kind of like I mean, if it's good chocolate, yeah. Um, if the pizza's good, yeah. Um. NYC is so caught up on the specialty pizzas like bacon, cheddar ranch, uh, buffalo chicken, barbecue chicken, all the stuff like that. It's kind of just all like white noise at this point. You kind of like take what you can get. I don't know. What's my favorite topping is chocolate dicks. So you, you prefer chocolate dicks on your pizza? What's your favorite topping? I was just going to go with a uh, chicken cutlet. It's probably my favorite topping. Chicken cutlet? Yeah, like ch like ch just chicken by itself. No, like you know, like uh oh, so if we're going to do the whole pizza, it'll probably be a white pizza with broccoli and chicken cutlet and like some and some garlic maybe. Yeah. Ah, uh, I can get behind that. Garlic is really what make, brings it all together. There's a, there's a spot near um, Rockefeller Center that has a seafood pizza. And it's really kind of uncomfortable to look at. And it kind of sits on the counter all day. It's like calamari. It's not fried. None of it's fried. It's just seafood sitting on top of it. And it kind of disturbs me every time I have to place because of my... I have some classical, like, cooking training, and so it was kind of like no cheese or milk with seafood. And just, uh... Yeah, no, that I, I don't get that. Yeah, no, man. I'm not classically trained, but I... Seafood, seafood. <laughs> when I say I have some classical, like, cooking training, I mean, like, two weekends. I worked for someone, and they, like, showed me some stuff. I mean, if you still remember it, then something is something, you know? I I read um, the um, CIA handbook, the CIA textbook.
the CIA textbook. CIA textbook, yes. And for cooking? Or is this something else? The Culinary Institute of America. Yes. Um, yes. I don't know. I got the te- I saw the textbook online on eBay for like 30 bucks. I bought it. I read it. No particular reason. Was it a good read? Did you take anything from it? No, it's literally like reading a dictionary. There's a section on like what's milk. (laughs) Stuff like that. So it's a lot more theory based stuff than it is actual practical recipes. It's mostly French cooking. Um I don't mind a big French cooking fan. Um I just know how to make souffles. When was the last time you made a good souffle? Eight years ago? I don't know. I think uh I think it's about time that you made a new a new souffle. And I think you should document it on, on Instagram. What, making a souffle? Yeah, man. That seem interesting to you? Uh, I, it's not. It's not so much the souffle itself, but how we get to the souffle that I'm curious about. All right, if I have time, maybe I'll make a souffle. I mean, you are off this week, and I think somebody in your company might enjoy a good oh, souffle. Well, I do mean I want to like make souffles. I mean, I want to play video games on my cell phone. I I don't assume anything, but you should probably make a souffle. I think about it. <laughs> All right, man. We hit the hour. All right. You want to close out? Do you have anything to add on the close out? Uh, no, shout out to my family and friends that are still listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and shout out to, uh, the Jits bitch account. Hoping all is well, Danny. What about you, Danny? You have any, any shout outs? I'm going to give a shout out to Trevor Lawrence. Um, full government. The Cleveland Browns. I hope you guys suck again this year. Um, people who tape back their penis. Yeah, I don't. I'm getting pointed at right now. <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave. I think we should um, leave it on that. <laughs> Shout out to people who tuck. You're the real ones. Yeah. Um, stay blessed. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the DPAP podcast. Um, just wanted uh, to let you guys know that you can follow us on Instagram at the DPAP podcast. Uh, we are also on Twitter. Uh, nobody logs into that, so don't bother. Uh, you can also follow me, Jay, at MyBJJ is OK. Uh, Danny at Danny Patrick BJJ. And, of course, Tony at jits underscore bitch that is b-i-t-c-h uh we look forward uh to you new listeners if you're just listening for the first time thank you and uh make sure to tell your friends about us